listening to the Oz TV podcast only on the Oz Network. Welcome everybody to the Oz Network. As we come to you for a special episode today, we generally haven't been talking about Survivor a lot recently outside of Winners at War and a few sporadic Australian Survivor episodes. And given that there's no Survivor on at the moment, sort of thinking, well, what on earth are we doing here talking about Survivor? But we're here to bring you a very special episode on the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame. Now, this is a project that we talked about as long ago as 2017. We did a Australian Survivor Megacast Roundtable episode where we had members of a variety of different Australian Survivor podcasts all on together, and we sort of mentioned back then, hey, let's do an Australian Survivor Hall of Fame, and it never happened. But here we are in 2020 because there's nothing else to do, apparently. So uh, we have uh, been involved in creating an Australian Survivor Hall of Fame, which at the moment is being voted on. And we thought we'd do a brief little episode just to kind of give a bit of a preview, maybe some predictions, some thoughts on how this is all going to turn out with a group of people who are on the expert panel of the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame. And I have three of them staring at me now, and I'm very excited to introduce each of them. I'm going to start off with a debutante, never been on this show before, her very first time from the beautiful city of Melbourne and the host of Melbourne Survivor and the creator of Melbourne Survivor as well, Liz Riley. Liz, first of all, welcome to the Oz Network. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Hey, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Cheers. I can't believe we've never had you on to talk about Melbourne Survivor. I was talking to you about it off air. I'm, I'm extremely <laughs> fascinated by it. Why haven't you? Like, you need to go off at me for this, I feel, Liz. It's kind of like, hey, Ben, come on now. You're meant to be talking to me about this. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm here now. <laughs> well, you're an expert now. You're an expert on the expert Ooh. panel of Australian Survivor, so uh, perhaps that's been made up for it. Uh, also technically making her Oz Network debut because she's not actually been on this show. She has been on one of our sister shows, so not exactly a complete debutante when it comes to hearing my voice. From Season 1 of Australian Survivor, the very first jury member in the history of of Australian Survivor. I do, of course, speak of the one, the only, Naomi Knight, Russell, Naomi, yeah, yeah sort of, it's it's all in there. You know her as one and she's now another. Naomi, welcome to the Oz Network. Thank you, Ben. Yes, I answer to all of the above and many <laughs> other names as well. Perfect. We'll test that out on this episode to see what other names we can get you to answer to. And also joining us, Former Oslet, still an Oslet, let's be honest. Again, they've never lost uh-huh. their titles, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably the happiest man on this podcast, still celebrating his beloved oh, Collingwood's one-point victory over West Coast mm-hmm. the other day, Mr. Cable Brandon Sage. Cable, welcome back to the Oz Network. Thanks for having me. How are you feeling? You pumped up? You excited for the footy, even though you can't go to the footy? Yeah, it's, it's still weird because you sort of – I'm used to – getting ready to buy finals tickets sort of on a Monday morning, all that sort of stuff. So to not even have that opportunity. Yeah. Well, uh, Naomi and I used sad. to it. A little bit sad. Know. But it was a fantastic weekend, not just because we won, but um, I really wanted uh, John to almost go out in straight sets. And same with Richmond. So it was a good weekend. Okay. Right. Mm. Cool. Naomi, you're nodding your head too. You were happy with the results on the weekend, were you? Oh, look, I have to be honest. I'm a little bit disinterested. I'd, this. <laughs> yeah, look, I, yeah. You know, no, it, no team to care uh, about, right? Uh, well, no, I, I, and I'm a bit the same. I'm usually pumped at this time of year, and it's um, it's just so different. Yeah. Yeah. Liz, are you a footy fan? You live in Melbourne. I mean, is there is there interest or no interest? Oh, look, 
Um, I like vaguely support Essendon, but oh. I don't really follow what's happening. <laughs> yeah, been to a couple games, but yeah, should have said no. I'd rather go for Collingwood, but uh, anyway, yeah, uh, that's um, that's another story. Cable uh, is going to be dropping in and out. I feel throughout this episode, and I'm looking at his face now, and he looks very still and frozen. So uh, that might be one of those <laughs> moments. But yeah, we just. Thought we'd do a bit of a preview episode, as I said, here on the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame to kind of talk about maybe who we think is going to make the inaugural edition of it. Of course, each person on this episode has voted. They've sent in five votes for five different players as well as a vote in the non-player category. All of these votes will be revealed from the expert panel after the public voting has been closed. So we're not going to reveal who we've voted for today. It's more of a discussion point on how we voted, thoughts and everything along those lines. I might start with you, Naomi, because you're, of course, one of two former players of Australian Survivor on the panel you sort of represent the old school i guess you would say because we've got matt dyson of course who represents the the new school so when you voted and again without revealing your votes kind of you i can imagine go into it with a different mentality having played a different period of survivor than we're used to today so how did you go into this voting what was sort of your thought process on who you ended up voting for look i yeah, this is. It's been quite a quite a fun experience, to be honest. Because I, I'm, I think I said to you, Ben, previously, I'm a chronic overthinker at the best <laughs> of times. So I've spent way too much time thinking about this. And even now that I've put my votes in, I'm, you know, I'm still kind of like I'm happy with it, but you know, toing and froing a little bit. But I, I guess, you know, and this is classic old school mentality. I think I'm a little bit of a pure. Each of my nominees, I'll just say this, um, had to be a a bit of a physically, not necessarily dominant, but, you know, they had to show something in the challenges. So um, that certainly played into my voting, I have to say. That was key. Liz, you actually asked me sort of, you know, what what do we vote on, kind of what what criteria? And I kind of said, well, that, that's entirely up to you. And obviously Naomi kind of explained her criteria and how she voted for. And, you know, I'd love to hear kind of, you know, once I told you that kind of it was like, hey, well, it's entirely up to you. There's not really a strict criteria for this kind of. Did that change your mindset? Like did you maybe go into this voting thinking, well, perhaps I have to vote a certain way, but when you realise, oh, you can vote for whatever it is that you kind of changed that up a little bit for who you voted for? Yeah, I mean, I think I was um, I was thinking about like placements and like just overall like did this person play good like strategically or like socially or whatever. Um, but I was kind of um, weighing that up with were they memorable as well. Um, so I kind of I don't know. I just I just kind of chose the people who stuck out to me. I think. Cable, did you go into it thinking any form of criteria or did you sort of as soon as you had this opportunity, did you know automatically kind of who you would want to, to vote for and based on what Naomi and Liz have said too in terms of their criteria, does any of that relate to you as well? Yeah, oh, definitely. I, I think there was definitely people I already had um, that I wanted to put in, but I guess the funny thing was some of the people from 2016 Series 3 that I had sort of thought about actually came back for all stars who were ineligible. So there was that kind of, that was the funny one too. And 
and I sort of did take it seriously. Like who from season one and season two do I want to represent the first class to go in as well? So that was sort of in my thinking as well. Um, like who sort of deserves to go in sort of first is I sort of. Oh, he's gone again. There he is. We, we just don't like his thoughts. As soon as he starts going <laughs> on to one of these tangents, like, ah, cut him off. He's, he's going to be here for, you know, 20 or so minutes. It's actually interesting. He, he sort of brings up the, the thought of, you know, some of these players from particularly sort of the season three, four, five of, of Channel 10 version when it comes to people that you would probably assume would be easy people to vote for when it comes to a Hall of Fame because obviously they've come back to All-Stars and, this is something we'll talk about. You know, a lot of people have not been happy with the fact that there's been a cutoff essentially or a, a period of where you can't vote because the, the rule has been implemented that if you have played on a season of Australian Survivor in the last two years, you are not eligible that year to be in that one. So, uh, I mean, Liz, I might pose this one to you. Did this kind of affect any of your potential votes for how that would have gone for the, the Channel 10 people that, uh, well, at least one Channel 10 person that, of course, you have to vote for in, in terms of the rules of the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean, I was I was very glad for the rule um, because, <laughs> yeah, it meant that, that like it just narrowed the possibilities, so I was able to make an easier decision. Um, and also, you know, I'm not a fan of some of the some of the um, more sort of well adored players. So, yeah, it worked out well for me. Naomi, was it a similar one for you there as well? Because there's one particular person I could have imagined you would have definitely voted for had uh, they been eligible. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll just have to see in a couple of years, won't we, <laughs> when they might be eligible. But I think, um, you know, and again, Ben, I, I, I kind of expressed this to you, you know, as I was considering all of, uh, all of the nominees, I certainly found the season three to five category the trickiest to settle on and and. You know, certainly not to suggest that there aren't great players in there because there certainly were and are. Um, but as you mentioned, I think perhaps some of the more maybe obvious choices were, you know, were called back in, you know, for all stars. So, you know, that, yeah, that made it that category, I guess, particularly, you know, challenging for me. That's the one I procrastinated on the most. That was the one that the last one that I kind of locked in. Which I think this does make it the most open year really for whatever this will be in terms of the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame as long as it may last because having, you know, coming into a sea, a year when we've had an all-star season and that so many of these players that fans love and that iconic players based on whatever criteria you want to do that you, if you were to literally think of a Survivor Hall of Fame in Australia, you would put these people in it for whatever reason. You know, to have them playing on a season this year, which makes them ineligible, they're going to be ineligible next year, All-Stars players, of course, as well. I mean, there's one particular player that will become eligible next year that I would guarantee will get put in next year 100%. But that's where I think it makes this year very open because it's been really interesting. I, I will admit I'm the one who gets to see the results. I'm seeing the fan vote, so I'm not going to allude to anything. But it's just interesting seeing those Channel 10 votes in particular because... We all know that the majority of people voting in this are very Channel 10-centric. It's This is why we kind of have an expert panel to try and weight the votes where we can acknowledge the previous two versions of Australian Survivor outside of the Channel 10 version. But, yeah, the, the Channel 10 votes have been very interesting to see who 
would be there because I mean realistically there's there's one person you would argue is maybe going to be a lock just based on the fact that the only winner able to be voted for is is kind of there we're talking about Christie of course but that doesn't necessarily reflect in the voting in terms of that that's not necessarily the only person that's been voted for so it is very interesting and, and unique to see how that's that's playing out cable you, you kind of dropped out a little bit you're back now when it comes to that was, was mm. there anyone in particular that you were i guess disappointed you couldn't vote for out of the 43 there are 43 people that are ineligible this year in, in the hall of fame and we'll go over those rules in just a moment to kind of refresh people's memories if they perhaps aren't aware of them uh i think you and me had a few conversations um previous when you were sort of setting up the criteria and i was kind of on in the school of thought that i thought Luke should be available to to be picked. Um, and my reasoning was um, you were talking about the two seasons. I was sort of saying, we'll make it the last season. Uh, they can't be picked. Uh, and because I just thought for me, if we want to try and let's be honest, like a lot of the people are going to vote for this are newer fans that haven't seen season one and two. So if you have someone like Luke going sort of in that group, say hypothetically with a Rob Dixon and David Oldfield, uh, I think that would be kind of cool and have that link obviously to the past and then a, a very big link to the, the new stuff. And that was my thinking, but I also understand the criteria. Um, I will say that not every Survivor fan necessarily follows sports and Hall of Fame, so don't understand the whole you know, wait, waiting a couple of years to be eligible for those sort of things. So I know there was definitely, I know you've probably spoken about it already, but definitely people that reach out to me is like, why can't these people be voted for? And well, it's, it's not very it's, understanding of it. Well, I think it's kind of, it is interesting to bring that up because sort of, I guess a hall of fame is a very much a sporting thing, but then you do also have to look, there is a rock and roll, rock and roll hall of fame, mm. which I would argue maybe is maybe the most well-known hall of fame probably on, on the planet. And, I think kind of the idea behind having a, a, a period where you can't be voted for is because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, for example, I believe it's a, a 20 or a 30 year eligibility from when you release your first album is when you become first eligible. Because a, a Hall of Fame, and I think this is the thing to really point out is that this isn't a, a popularity contest. This isn't who are the greatest players of all time. This isn't, you know, things like that, which, which, have been done before we did that similar back in the day when we were survivor Oz with Oz because that was a lot of fun and that was kind of you know every year you'd have sort of you know best player of all time it would change best season things like that this is more of a you know it's, it's talked a lot about in the u.s survivor world like who would be on the mount rushmore of u.s survivor you know the four iconic players this is kind of a similar thing but a, a hall of fame where you are honoring people which again based on what liz you were saying naomi what you were saying you know we've all got different criteria to what that means to us so the U.S. version had a Hall of Fame created uh, by Gordon Holmes and Xfinity a while ago. It's been dormant for quite some time, but that lasted for a good six or so years, and that was kind of a very good, um, I guess, testing point for a lot of people. And, and they, I believe, also had a, a similar waiting period. But the, the difference is where, realistically, if Australian Survivor had been on the air since your season, Naomi, in 2002, we had 18 years of continuous Australian Survivor, I believe you would have like a 10-year cutoff or something like that where it would just be, you know, you'd have to wait a long period of time. It's very tricky to do that with this version because if we turned around and said, let's have a 10-year cutoff, you're only going to be able to vote for Channel 9 and Channel 7 versions and 
the majority of people, as you said, cable are only into the newer ones and no one's going to care for it at all. So without alienating one group to other, it's, it's kind of the, the best balance I feel that you can kind of have. And by having a two-season cutoff, that essentially obviously rotates that cycle every year. So, for example, in 2021, we will have that season five, uh, season six, sorry, is eligible. So Pia, for example, becomes eligible. Uh, Luke, of course, becomes eligible. And I think we can all bet our houses on next year that Luke Toki will be in the Hall of Fame next year. It's kind of like when LeBron James retires, we know he will be an NBA Hall of Famer one day. There's no questioning that. So... It, I feel there had to be some sort of criteria involved in that to kind of have that. Otherwise, you do turn this into a popularity contest, which isn't the point of what I feel is trying to be achieved here. I don't know if Liz or Naomi, you have anything kind of to add on on this discussion or kind of any, any thought process on this. I'll, I'll let either of you jump in here. I'm going to open the floor. Yeah, I mean, I can jump in. I guess like my... Um... One of my my uh, sort of uh, I don't know hang, hang ups questions um, was um, about like the edit um, because the people who I was kind of considering um, voting in maybe didn't have the you know the big edit they weren't like shown as much but it was more like sort of what you heard afterwards um, or what you heard from you know on Twitter or just, you know, from other players in interviews and stuff um, that like what really happened. And so that was sort of, I guess, behind some of my votes. Yeah. And that's, and that was a great question. I think when you sort of talked to me about that, because again, that goes into just, we've all got our personal viewpoints on, on how we should vote on who we should vote for. And again, without giving anything away with who the expert panel has voted for, and we're about to introduce another person briefly for a brief cameo in him. We'll get to him in just one second. That before we vote him out. Before we vote him out, he's used to that. Um, but I, when it when it comes to it, like you know, reading into that exactly, because some people will watch just the edit and basically, okay, I think this play is great because of this. Some people will analyze every single moment of it in terms of, oh, I read this interview, I listened to this interview, I saw this. So there, and this is Survivor fans in general. You know, you've got layers of Survivor fans who interpret players and read into things differently and it forms viewpoints, which kind of, I guess, makes this all uh, an eclectic bunch we've got here on the expert panel as well as who's voting. Speaking of experts, I'll just quickly um, let this guy have a chat because he's kind of a fly-in, fly-out hello to give some thoughts. It is everybody's favourite second uh, second favourite first boot from Australian Survivor history. Sorry, Mr. Matthew Dyson. Matt, first of all, welcome back to the Oz Network. Dan, it's great to be here. Hello, everyone. How's everyone going? I, I'm i good. I, I mean, I think cable shit, but that's just cable. And uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm speaking about it. Hey, man, I'm good. Okay, Naomi. Yeah, look, it's, uh, yeah, I can only stay for a short time. Unfortunately, uh, I've got to do other chores in the community, as in work. But, um, but yeah, look, it's, 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 a, it's exciting times, isn't it? Hall of Fame. Who would have ever thought? I'd love to, Matt, just quickly hear you. The question I posed to everyone here was, um, I guess, you know, process going into your votes? Did you have a certain criteria that you wanted to vote for for the, the people that you ultimately did vote for? So, again, without revealing who you voted for, did you go into this knowing straight away who you want to vote for? Did you kind of look at it in a different way so you met certain criteria? How did you go into voting for the people you did? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Interesting one. Like, uh, I guess for me personally, I was looking for, for players that 
that really went out there and 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 what I think is gave it their all, you know. And I think out of the the people I voted for, it, it, not everyone you know played the same game. There was definitely people that played different games. And as we always say, Ben, there's always there's different ways to get to the end. There's there's no set plan on how you can win this game of Survivor. So for me, it was about uh, honouring people that that uh, that really I felt you know, not only changed the game, but, but when they went out there, they, they, they gave it their all and they, they, you know, they did not, and not everyone were winners, you know, that, that, that's the thing either. Like you don't have to win this game to be able to change the game either. So I think it was just important of honoring those players that I felt, um, yeah, that really changed the game up. I, I, while you're on the line, I kind of want to ask this question now, just while everybody's on, because again, this is sort of a, a question that you could give a million different answers, of course. And again, this isn't an answer that will reveal your votes, but I would love to think, go around to each of you and kind of give me an idea of maybe even, even if you just want to stick to the, the guaranteed slots So just quickly to refresh people's memories on how this is, there is a, a designated slot this year for a season one player, designated slot for a season two player and a designated slot for a season three to five player, essentially from channel 10 with the other two basically forming from whoever gets the remainder of the votes. So maybe I'd love to get a prediction from each of you just quickly because uh, I want Matt to be on the line here while you each give your prediction so he can hear it too in terms of who who do you think fills those slots? And again, this doesn't necessarily have to be people you voted for just based on who you think would ultimately get each of the nods right now. Matt, I'll start with you because I know you're pressed for time, but uh, give me your take on who you think are going to fill those three compulsory slots. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but I'll, I'll say this. I, I think in the, in Survivor history... Out of the, if there's one person out of all the people that are eligible, uh, we obviously know that uh, some of the current players aren't eligible because they they've played uh, you know all stars and stuff. But uh, I think there's one player that stands out, and of course that's the great Rob Dixon. I mean, this guy, um, arguably one of the greatest of all times. He he, you know, t- you look at his game, you really analyze his game, and there's really nothing bad you can say about it where he went wrong. I mean, the guy won. It was early days of Survivor. He didn't have a lot to go off. Um, so for me, I think Rob Dixon, I mean, an absolute legend of this game. Uh, when you think of Hall of Fame, you think of Rob Dixon. Okay, I like that answer. Um, Naomi, I'm going to go to you right now. You played with Rob, of course. Uh, you, you know, your, your thoughts on, on Rob and, and your predictions going forward? Yeah, look, I couldn't agree more with Matt. I think... Um you know, Rob was, well, the first winner and, you know, his game was essentially flawless. Some would disagree, perhaps some people who played with him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, he was the the complete package. He had everything before we even knew what that, what that package might involve, really. He was strategic. He was social. He was charming. He was competitive. You know, he was, yeah, he had, he had it all. So I'm, I'm fairly confident that Rob will certainly be a contender. Liz, you, you've just watched Whaler's Way for the very first time very recently. Uh, so I guess you're very fresh face on kind of seeing Rob. I don't know how much you had heard about Rob and sort of his game beforehand, but uh, uh, yeah, your thoughts on, on Rob and any predictions alongside with that? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty much the same. Like, um, I, yeah, I definitely would predict that he would be in there. Um, Yeah. 
great. <laughs> Cable, you, you've met Rob uh, yep. many, many years ago, of course, and uh, uh, with Matt and I as kind of some of the biggest defenders of, of season one and have discussed a lot about Rob and his legacy. Uh, yep. uh, do you have anything different to add? No, not really. I think Naomi and uh, Matt sort of summed it up pretty well. Uh, I will say the interesting thing will be, uh, I guess, the fan vote. I'm really curious to see how that pans out because I know when you put the – you actually had all the names in, uh, I guess, vote order on the survey, but it would just be interesting to see where the people that don't really know those seasons sort of voted and, uh, yeah, that would be sort of interesting to see how – Rob sort of stacks up that way, but I, who, who knows? Matt, I realize you're you're going to have to head off basically straight away. I'm not kicking you off here. I just uh, don't know how much time you've got. I just want to actually pose a quick question for you, Matt Dyson. Uh, give me a scale of one to a thousand. What are the odds that you might be inducted as a player into the Australian Survivor <laughs> Hall of Fame this year? Uh, this year or any year, I don't think it's ever going to happen, but... That's not what I'm worried about. I'm hoping there might be a slim chance that the great man David Haas might get a get a call up and get in the exact I don't know. I, I'm just hoping the fans out there might love him just as much as me and throw him a few votes. What do you reckon? Uh, I dunno. <laughs> Naomi, you, you think there's a chance for, for Mr. Haas to get off his ass into the Hall of Fame? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him that he's actually thrown a few votes in for himself. <laughs> <laughs> well- <laughs> Yeah, that that could be that could be true. That could be true. But uh, look, and and that's a great thing. There's 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 plenty of Survivor players out there in in Australia that that are definitely worthy of the Hall of Fame, and and it's for different reasons too. Like it's not everyone is just because they they got to the final two or the winner or anything. There's you know there's different players have changed this game up, and I guess that's we're gonna. It'll be interesting to see what the fans think as well when they. When they cast their votes, are they looking for players that that maybe dominated a tribe, or are they looking for someone that that flew under the radar and played a, a great social game? It, that's what I'm fascinated to see: is what the public think uh, is a Hall of Fame player. Well, Matt, I, I agree with you, and we're going to see a lot of these results, of course, and see how that all plays out. But uh, Matt, thank you for your brief cameo; we appreciate it. And yeah, uh, can I say something before Matt goes? Please do. How good would it be next year in Whaler's Way if we get to see Matt present David Haas with a plaque for Hall of Fame <laughs> entry? <laughs> oh, I, I would be honoured. And good news, I've still got about 10 minutes, so you don't have to keep me Oh, all right. Well, you've got about as much time as we've got left on the episode. So quite great. You're, you're with us for the long haul. Then. I will actually send a special shout-out. We should mention our, our six-expert panel member, Luke Dennehy, uh, unfortunately not able to join us, but we shouldn't forget his contribution to this. Of course, many people, if you're not aware of who Luke is and his background, uh, former entertainment reporter for the Herald Sun, he's working freelance now, but he might be the only reporter in Australia who has worked on every single version. He, he was covering Naomi's season back in 2002 for the Herald Sun. Uh, in discussions I've had with him, he said he did cover, you know, briefly the, the Channel 7 version in 2006 and, of course, has done coverage of the Channel 10 version as well and arguably one of Australia's in-the-know entertainment reporters, reality TV reporters. He, he definitely knows his stuff. So uh, he, he, of course, is part of, of the panel as well and uh, really looking forward to seeing his insights and, and sharing them out there. Just to, just to clarify a couple of things too. So we've, we've mentioned that basically because I know a lot of people 
Okay, well, you've mentioned it, of course, in, in sharing the link. And Naomi, I don't know if it's happened with you and Liz as well, kind of people are questioning why can't we vote for this? And maybe people haven't seen the, the post in the lead up where we sort of explain the rules. So the rules, of course, are that the last two years, you're not eligible if you've played the last two seasons of Ed in 2019 and 2020, which again, as we've discussed, puts a lot of people out from the Channel 10 version because we've obviously had an all-star season this year. There does also, of course, have to be, we're, we're having five people this year. Every year, will be three people this year it's a five person induction just to kind of get the ball rolling essentially and the minimum quota is one season one player from whaler's way in 2002 one season two player from celebrity survive 2006 one channel 10 player between 2016 and 2018 and of course the other two fall back into whoever gets the votes and it's equally weighted so there are six of us on the expert panel and that is equally weighted with the fan vote as well and then of course we have the special category the non-player category which essentially falls into anyone and anything it can be a host a producer a, a reporter a, a podcast a, a podcast host a, uh you know a, a favorite tree in samoa or something like that it basically can be anything along those lines now i'd love to go around the room and kind of get some thought processes on your your non-player vote because i actually i admitted this off air and i will admit this on here bit of a boo-boo made uh, by myself, I'm going to own up to this. I initially was putting this out as a non-fan voted category. This was purely going to be an expert panel category with no fan input. I put it out to the fans and we're getting some very unique votes for our non-player category. I will say that. Uh, Liz, I might start with you here. For, for your non-player, again, without giving it away, kind of what did you go into this thinking about, you know, a, a non-player? Because I think it's, it's important to honour non-players because there's so many people being involved in covering Australian Survivor, putting Australian Survivor out there, producing it, everything along those lines. So we even have us today talking about the potential of a Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, I think my vote was a little bit um, left field um, as were maybe some of my others. I kind of went against what my predictions um, were um, just to, you know, sort of put in more like sort of nominations of um yeah people who I thought maybe others wouldn't pick but who should at least get a mention um so yeah <laughs> cable I'm gonna go to you next uh your thought process behind uh the sort of a non-player vote yeah I kind of had this is sort of the hardest one for me to be honest it was like there's so many people you can uh nominate like Liz said it's kind of almost like a nomination as well because there's so many options out there. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out on top, but I'm not going to hide my vote necessarily, but I'll just say I picked someone that maybe hosted one of the seasons. So. Ah, so you um, did vote for Liz in terms of Melbourne. Yeah. Like, oh, that's where the vote came from. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I Look, I, having said that, I'm not uh, – sometimes I want to give a person we don't see, like say a Stephen Peters or someone like that, that we don't really see on camera. You want to sort of give them recognition as well. But I thought maybe for the first one, at least maybe someone that's sort of in front of the camera that someone or the, you know, the fan base would actually recognize. Matt, I should really mention, uh, I mean, your unique uh, position on this panel, I believe is that of course you are a player from the, the modern version of Australian Survivor, but you also spend a lot of your time now talking about the old versions of Australian Survivor through that great show, Australian Survivor Archives. Download now via iTunes and where all good podcasts are available. 
And don't forget, I also sorry. And don't forget, I also put that audition tape in for the original one as well. <laughs> you did, you did indeed. <laughs> so, I mean, your your viewpoint on kind of this category, I, I can imagine, would have been even more unique because you 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 know you've seen these behind the scenes people on the Channel Ten version, and of course, you've also spent a lot of time talking about the older version too. Yeah, it's interesting, and, and I'll, I'm not going to say who I voted for, but I'll, I'll tell you this, Ben. Sorry, mate, it wasn't you. I didn't throw oh, you a vote for all your uh, work. I'm still waiting for my first vote. It's all good. And, and Matt, is it, safe to say, yet. is it safe to say you didn't vote for Stephen Peters because he didn't pick you for season one? Or? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, uh, 100%, 100%. But, yeah, look, I, I, I sort of agree with Cable. I think for this first one, you know, you, you kind of it, – it's a hard one because you're like, well, do you put someone that, that was in the, the spotlight, not in front of the camera? So one of the hosts, you know, we, we have three great hosts that, that have all done it their own way and, and all done it in different ways. So um, it, it's a hard one, but uh, it's something that I, I did put a lot of thought into and uh, I'm not going to give it away, but, uh, you know, it, yeah, it was someone that was in front of the camera. So, But, you know, there's, there's a lot of the executive producers, as we know, Ben, we, we've covered off, you know – Season one, um, you know, we've got Celebrity Survivor coming up. It's There's so much work that goes on behind the scenes to get these shows actually on our screens. And that's what I've learned by, you know, doing ASA is, is you find out that the amount of hours and the amount of work and the amount of things that go wrong um, during these seasons. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there that need, that need the credit. Hopefully one day they'll get it. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who gets that, that, that spot in the Hall of Fame. And Naomi, similar question, the same question, basically. I mean, do you kind of have anything to add on, on how your vote was decided for the best non-player? Um, yeah, look, I agree with Cable here too. This was a challenging category as well. Um, and I think because it's so wide open, there's there was really, you know, nothing to go on except that it was a non-player. So someone who's contributed um, to Survivor, to Australian Survivor in some way, but you know, perhaps not as a player. Um, and I guess the only thing that, I, that I'll that i say here is that my nominee is not someone who appeared on camera. Ooh. Oh. Also oh, so it can't leads. be the great beyond. No. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the bloody <laughs> ship, Naomi? <laughs> yes. But, you know, well, agree. The, this one will be really interesting, the fan vote for this one, just kind of where people's minds go with this category. So... I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being a host, but, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be really keen to kind of see what people come up with for this category. Hey, Ben, just before I duck off, I, I, know, you, I know you're the host of this, but I just, wanna, just wanted to ask Liz one question. I'm not sure if you spoke about this before I jumped on, but, Liz, I know you've just watched season one for the first time. Uh, obviously, the rest of the panel here, we, we love season one. Obviously, Naomi got to play on it, the l- lucky lucky woman. She got to play on the very first season. But to go back now 20 years later and watch it for the first time, like, what's is it, is it the expectation? Was it better than you thought it was going to be? And seeing these players like Rob and Katie and, of course, Naomi herself played a great game and um, going back now and watching it for the first time, it, it, you know, what, what, what were your actual quick thoughts on season one and does it still hold up today? Um, yeah, it's way better than I thought it would be. <laughs> I, I had watched like bits of the um, celeb one and never really got into it, wasn't a fan. Um, but the, yeah, Whale's Way, I, I liked it. I actually, I think it initially like the location sort of turned me off watching it before. 
So I was like, oh, it's in Australia, you know, boring. Um, but uh, yeah, it was actually pretty cool. Um, and yeah, it, it's maybe like a bit sort of slower, but it just has that, those vibes of like, you know, early survivor seasons and yeah, I appreciate those vibes these days. So it's good. Good vibes. Ben, uh, ben, ben that's uh, the reason I asked that, Ben, I'm just, cause I'm so interested to see when we get these votes in, like, you know, is there still going to be the love for these original players, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's, it is interesting to kind of, because obviously the fan vote, we ultimately can't read why people have voted for them. Obviously with the expert panel, we, we have that done there, but uh, we'll see how it all plays out. Guys, this has been a, a lot of fun. We kind of just wanted to have a brief little roundtable to briefly discuss this. Our plan is to do another episode at the conclusion of this once we reveal people. That episode, we are hoping to even speak to the inductees on the show as well, so stay tuned for that. If people do want to vote, the link is available on our Facebook page and Twitter. We've shared it. We we will put it on the post of this on our website. Uh, I would read out the link, but it's a bit of a weird one and you probably don't want to write it down, even though it's actually not that long. But uh, we will reshare it on our social media pages. Open till October the 18th. There are only four questions you have to fill in. You've got to vote for one from season one, one from season two, one from season three to five. And then you enter in your best non-player and whoever keeps voting for Dez's moustache <laughs> Good for you. Um, don't know if Dez's moustache is eligible, but if we get enough votes, why not? Uh, that can make the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame. Matt, I'll uh, say thank you to you. I'll go around individually. Always a pleasure, Matt Dyson. Thank you very much, and thanks for spending longer on this episode than you did on Survivor. Appreciate it. <laughs> always, always a pleasure, mate. Just tell me one thing: Have you received one vote yet? I am not going to answer that. I'm not. I, I, I will not reveal. And if you and to say no, then somebody vote for me. All right. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. That you and I have received around about the same votes. So. All right. So, that, that, so that's none. So that's great. All right. <laughs> Naomi and Liz have received more votes than we have. There we go. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Matt. Uh, Naomi, to you, thank you very much. It's obviously a pleasure to always chat to any former contestant of the show that we love and to have you involved in this project well is fantastic and we always appreciate uh, having you on any of our podcasts that we do on our uh, big wide network of shows we have. Oh, no, thank you very much for having me and I'm chuffed to be a part of this. It's, um, it's fun. Thank you. And Liz, for you, uh, first time ever on this show, first time I've ever spoken to you. And as I said to you, we, we need to get you on. We'll talk about Melbourne Survivor once it's um, going again. We will we'll chat. I, I need to get off my ass and watch it. And uh, one day I need to come mm. and play it because I too want to become a first boot. Yes. <laughs> first boot club. Let's do it. Liz, can we, can we make him a first boot but actually vote him out in the first two minutes instead of the first two days? That way uh, <laughs> I, I can give Ben plenty of I'll shit. Like, I wonder. I'll sing on my way out. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> and Cable, always a pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. Um, I was no I was cheering for Collingwood against West Coast, but I'm not cheering for him anymore in the rest of the finals. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. I'll and and what are the chances quickly of a of a Storm Rabbitohs grand final so you two can hate each other? Mm, I don't think that can happen. It can happen. Yeah, it can happen. Yeah, it can yeah. happen. Oh, I, I haven't looked at the draw to be honest. So, so the Rabbitohs must be on the other side. They are. Oh, yeah. ah, okay, gotcha. Sharks are gone. I don't care anymore. So, you know, <laughs> go Panthers. 
Uh, this has been the Oz Network, and everyone should vote in the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame because it's a lot of fun to do. So we'll speak to you very soon when we reveal the results. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll speak to you next time. Good night. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. 